Next on BYU Sports Nation, run DHC. BYU gets another big grad transfer running back. What are the expectations for Devontae Henry Cole? And who has to be the guy this weekend for the Cougar Hoopsters in order to get the weekend sweep? Plus, is BYU basketball going to find themselves in a prime single-digit seed position on Selection Sunday? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Rain or shine, snow, it doesn't matter. BYU Sports Nation is live from Studio B in Provo, Utah. Your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, February 6th. Wherever and however you're connected, wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who is hoping not to get traded away from BYU Broadcasting by 3 p.m. Eastern today, Jason Shepard. Yes, today is the NBA trade deadline. It is one of my favorite non-game like sports events. I, I love this. And obviously we live in, a, in an NBA state in an NBA town with the Utah Jazz. So I always get excited. Maybe the Jazz are going to do something, but uh, we will see. But I love watching the player movement. It's fascinating to me. I am captivated by this all the way through the deadline. If you were a team manager for the Utah Jazz, would that entice you to leave BYU Broadcasting? No, I am staying (laughs) right here. I am where I want to be. Okay, 3 Eastern. Well, it's really not your decision when it comes to uh, owners, right? Oh, are you trying to tell me something on (laughs) national television? As if the weather wasn't bad enough today? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this day's about to get really bad. (laughs) No, I kid. It's going to get better because today's show lineup is once again loaded. Greg Rubel will join us on the phone. He's ready to call BYU at Portland tonight. Men's basketball team. With or without Jake Toulson, a 17-plus point favorite against the Pilots. You said it. You buying into it. Will Stanley of undefeated and second-ranked BYU men's volleyball or number one-ranked BYU men's volleyball if you're looking at the media poll will also join us live in Studio B plus our and one selections. And always, today's BYU Sports Station headlines. Yes, BYU men's hoops at Portland tonight. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific tip-off. BYU, remember this, beat Portland by 26 on January 11th. One of those games without Yoli Childs. Again, a 17-point favorite tonight. Portland has dropped 12 of the last 13 games. They did beat San Francisco, however. So take what you will from that. Listen live on BYU Radio pregame with Jason Shepard at 9 Eastern. Number two, men's volleyball taking on number seven, UCLA, tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse. The Cougars, as you mentioned, Spencer, Undefeated, a perfect 10-0 while the Bruins are 5-3. You can watch the match live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app, 9 Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. BYU softball currently in Puerto Vallarta to open the 2020 softball season. Doubleheader today against George Washington and Nevada. Yeah, they're laughing at us all the way from Mexico. Like, how much snow are you getting up there? Currently 0-0 against G-Dub and the top of the fifth will keep you updated. The reigning champs of the West Coast Conference working on what they hope is a seventh straight conference title this season. BYU baseball is picked to finish second behind Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference preseason poll. Outfielder Mitch McIntyre and starting pitcher Easton Walker earned preseason All-WCC honors. BYU begins the season next Friday against, ironically enough, Gonzaga in Surprise, Arizona. In the BYU Sports Nation preseason conference poll for baseball, we are picking BYU to finish sixth, Jason. That's 
That's where they want to be. Good things happen when BYU is pick six. So we are picking them to finish sixth (laughs) in our BYU Sports Nation preseason poll. Yes. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We survived another signing day, the fifth signing class for BYU head coach Kalani Satake. And at the headline of that signing class is another graduate transfer running back that we all think is very capable, Devontae Henry Cole, coming over from the University of Utah, of all places, Jason. 5.2 5.2 yards per carry. We saw some flashes of brilliance from this guy last year, but he was buried behind the all-world running back yep. Zach Moss at Utah. So, that said, he's now at Brigham Young University. What are your expectations for Run DHC as a member of the Cougar football team? Look, I have high expectations for him, and I've watched his highlights. And first and foremost, just looking at the the limited highlights that we've been able to see of him, I was very impressed. I was impressed with his skill set. He's very quick, but he's also, he can be physical. He's not a huge guy. He's 5'8", close to around 200 pounds. And here's the other part about this that makes me even more excited about this. And it goes to where he's coming from. When you look at, especially on the offensive side of the football for the University of Utah, in terms of recruiting, what is the position they always seem to find talent at? Uh, running back. Running back. So the fact that, that BYU is getting a guy that is coming from that situation where you know year in and year out they get good running backs into that system and into that program, uh, th- that gives me even more, that makes me even more excited for what's possible because I know the type of guys at that position that they look at. Look, he, and I mentioned he's he's 5'8", around 200. He's not as big as Tyson Williams, but I can certainly see him having a similar impact because I like the skill set that he brings. Sure, he is... A bunch of speed and power wrapped up into a not huge frame right. in, ter- in, ster- in terms of stature, but at 197, he can bounce off guys. Right. I-, I like this. I think he's a bigger version physically of a Sione Finau type of running back. I can see that. We liked Sione Finau's vision. I think Devontae Henry Cole has equal, if not better, vision than Sione Finau at this point in his career. Uh, in terms of what I expect, I'm going to put some numbers to this. I expect. Devontae Henry called to average over 50-plus yards a game. I think that the BYU running backs will share the workload once again with Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier also in the mix. Who knows what Jackson McChesney is going to bring to the table. Devontae Henry Cole is going to be the horse. I think he's going to be the main guy. So when all is said and done, right around 700 yards this season and about six touchdowns, which I think would suit BYU very nicely with the complement of the guys I just talked about. I don't know that BYU is going to have a 1,000-yard rusher in Devontae Henry Cole. That would be amazing. Sure. That would be amazing and solidify the run DHC moniker. Um, but I, honestly, I would, I would love 700 yards. Tyson Williams was trending towards 900 or 1,000. I don't know uh, that D- run DHC is quite there, but maybe he surprises us all. Maybe he, maybe he is going to push that 1,000-yard barrier. That would be fantastic. Against the schedule BYU has, is he capable of that? I don't know. Well, and, and one of the other things about him is he, he had some injuries, so that's obviously one of the reasons why he wasn't a little bit more a part of things at Utah. And as you mentioned, you get behind Zach Moss, who's going to be a first-round you know, draft pick possibly in the, in the National Football League. It, it, it's understandable um, you know, why he was down the depth chart. But I, I look at what 
And and I agree with you probably going into this, you, you probably have running back by committee. But I, I just I just think ultimately it's my opinion that I they would prefer to have one guy step up and sure, be the guy. You want to sure. have the, the guy that's going to carry the workload. Can he do that? We will see. I certainly like what I see in his highlights. Yeah. First and second down back, right? Yes. And then in third down passing situations, you bring in Lopini Cato, who I think has great hands, but third and short, maybe you leave DHC on the field. 5.2 yards per carry is really nice. How many carries a game is he going to get, however? If it's 10 to 15, then I think – Hey, 50 to 75 yards a game would be fantastic. One of the things that showed up to me on the highlights was his decision-making. It was very – as soon as he knew where he was going, he was not jumping around. He wasn't running. He he made a move. That's the vision we're talking about. That's that's what I loved about him is as soon as he decided where he was going, he was gone. Like, he he made the move. There there was no – you know, deciding am I go left or right and, and, and running around. It, it, he was very decisive, and I like that. Give me 700 yards for the season, six or seven touchdowns. I think that would be a very, very good thing for BYU football. Yeah, now on to topic number two, switching gears to BYU basketball. And Jake Toulson's status for tonight's game at Portland right now is unknown. Head coach Mark Pope said he's day-to-day after suffering the ankle injury in the win over St. Mary's, which at the time just looked horrible the fact that he was able to come back and play and be productive was just it was unbelievable what it was it it added to the evening certainly blocked two shots it was unbelievable it was it was a cool moment to see him come back out there sprint back out there and play if there is no Jake Toulson this weekend for BYU tonight at Portland or home Saturday against San Francisco who needs to step up in your opinion it's going to be the man with the knee brace Connor Harding for me I think Connor Harding is a guy that's going to become an eventual star for BYU, and maybe this is his week to shine a little bit brighter. BYU still has T.J. Haas and Yoli Childs. They'll get theirs. Connor Harding has been really efficient. Throw in some Alex Barcelo, who I think needs to shoot the ball more, especially from the three-point line. He has been incredible over the last five or six games from beyond the arc. So a combination of Connor Harding, Maybe him stepping up 60, 65% more and Alex Barcelo taking a few more shots. I think those two can really help BYU survive uh, without Jake Toulson in the lineup. And I don't think Jake Toulson needs to play for BYU to beat Portland on the road, 17-point favorite, and beat San Francisco at home. Now, if this were at San Francisco, I'd feel a little bit differently uh, for obvious reasons. But Jake Toulson does not have to play this week. BYU should win both of these games uh, with a combination of what I just talked about. Yeah, you and I are on the exact same page. Uh, I, I went first with Connor Harding, and I love what we've been seeing out of him. And he, everything about the way he's playing just screams to me, with, with more opportunity, the better he's going to get. It's going to be great. Like he, the, the more production we're seeing, it's because, he's number one, he's earning it with the production, but he's putting in the work. So I think the more Connor Harding we see, I I think you're going to start to see that production increase as well. I've been really impressed with him. I've been impressed with him uh, specifically in that St. Mary's game defensively with what he was able to do. He was fantastic. I'm glad you said that because I think his defense is underrated. He has caused some real problems for some good players this season. Yeah, I think think Connor's the one that I immediately went to, but I'm with you. I think think secondarily or maybe a 1A – would be Alex Barcelo. And I know that one of the things that Alex Barcelo really uh, excels at is distributing and getting other guys involved. And I don't see that changing at all, but I think that there will probably be more opportunities if Toulson can't go tonight or 
on Saturday, I think there'll be more opportunities for Alex to be maybe a little more offensive-minded than he needs to be when Jake is on the floor. Yeah, that bench gets a little bit shorter. Yeah. BYU will probably play seven guys tonight. If it gets to a point where BYU is in control late in the game, then maybe Mark Pope can empty the bench. But I think that the, most of the game tonight is going to be seven players. Well, and, and, and taking it one step further with both of these players, Connor and Alex, I think next year, when their roles are, are much more prominent, I'm expecting to see a massive improvement oh, in production. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, be, just because right now there's so, there's so much uh, production going on all over the floor. When, when these guys are a little bit more of the focus, I, I, I think big things are in store for both of them. On to topic three, staying with BYU basketball, and that takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Right now, BYU basketball, according to Bracket Matrix, is in all 99 brackets, according to our friend the computer, and averaging out at an 8.85 seed. Okay, Again, all 99 brackets find BYU basketball in the tournament, and the Cougars average out on an 8.85 seed. Jason... Thinking about that number, will BYU be better or worse than an 8.85 seed when it comes to Selection Sunday? Okay. I'm having a hard time with it, the 8.85. I, I mean, <laughs> look, okay. Are they going to be an 8 seed or a 9 <laughs> okay, seed? Okay, all right. Thank you. I mean, this 8.85 thing, nobody's ever going to be an 8.85 seed. 8 or better or 9 yes. or worse. Okay. Part of me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be pessimistic to start out. Part of me wants to say worse just because I worry the committee's just going to find a way to not give BYU a good seed. Like, there's part of me that just worries about that. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that so much of this is based off of the data Uh and all that stuff. uh I I just, because of what we've seen in the past, I just worry that BYU somehow is not going to get a great seed for whatever reason. So, so I'm going to, with that out of the way. Okay. Assuming BYU continues to win and they get the seed that they earn, and I think they can, I think they can get better than the 8.85 that's, that's being rounded out. All right. With, with the schedule they've played, the wins they have, and assuming, again, that they don't stumble against some of those lower-level teams in conference, I think they deserve a seed better than that. So if they play the way I think they're going to play down the stretch – I think that they will have earned a seed higher than the 8.85 average. Okay, quite honestly, based on how the bracket is drawn out, and correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but I'm about 99% sure there is only one 8.9 regional site that is on a Thursday or Saturday. Uh, So the chances of BYU winding up in that 8.9 game are really slim, Jason, just because BYU has to play on a Thursday-Saturday. They can't play in a Friday-Sunday bracket. We saw what happened when the NCAA Tournament Committee forgot about that back in 2003. Uh, It became like this huge issue when BYU's a 12 seed. Like, oh, no, if if they get to the Sweet 16, we're going to have to, like, maneuver brackets around. It's going to be super weird. The committee won't forget again. There there is only one scenario where BYU is an 8-9 seed. So I think it's all in on 7 or 10. Uh, and I, you got me. If BYU gets to the West Coast Conference Tournament Final, which means they probably beat St. Mary's in Vegas, then I think BYU is going to be a seven seed. If they don't, I think they'll be a ten seed, and they'll be playing in St. Louis or Tampa. So uh, right now, playing percentages, I would say that it's more likely that BYU will be closer to the ten seed line. It's just because of how things happen, conference tournaments, 
uh, we start to see some of these blue bloods emerge and, right. and the urgency. Yeah, some of this in. is out of BYU's control because you have other teams that may have wins that where they leapfrog BYU. You just yeah. don't know. You want to see BYU hop up a line or two, yes. then you need teams like Penn State, Marquette to lose. Right now, according to Joe Lunardi, BYU is the number one ranked eight seed. They are 29 overall on his seed line, which would be the top eight seed. But again, it, it it's based on regions right. and how many spots there are. And BYU having to play on a Thursday, uh, Saturday, they'll be in St. Louis or Tampa as either a seven seed or a ten seed. That, that's that's where I'm going, and I and I think it leans towards a ten seed unless BYU wins out and beats St. Mary's and only lose to Gonzaga. Then I could see the Cougars being on that seven seed line, which certainly is a scenario that could play out. What are your expectations, not just for BYU basketball? But for Devontae Henry Cole, run DHC for BYU football, that is our question of the day, and it's time to hear from you and go to Voice of the Nation. BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Royal Blue underscore 92 in on Twitter. I expect run DHC and throw ZKW. <laughs> let's not. Please, let's not. <laughs> throw Zach Wilson. All over Utah and stop the we're going to win the Pac-12 talk on September 3rd. Cougars are going 10-2 and two market. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I'm going to need to put on the blue goggles even to envision anything near 10-2. and two. I think BYU will win eight games, Jason, including the bowl game. I, I think that uh, experience, offensive line, all that stuff, I think that BYU is going to win eight games. I could see an eight and five scenario with uh, everything they bring back, but ten and two in the regular season, I would take seven and five in the regular season and feel great about that with the the strength of schedule that BYU has right there. Look, ten and two, I will take that every day of the week with this upcoming schedule. Ten we, and two, he says, mark it. So whoever two, Royal Blue two. underscore ninety two is, I'm loving the confidence. Uh, I hope you're right because BYU probably would be a top fifteen team in the country at ten and two in the regular season. Coming up, did Greg Rubel buy us anything from the Nike employee store in Portland? That is the question, right? Yes. I want some new Paul Georges, okay, Greg. <laughs> Plus, a preview of tonight's game at Portland. Oh, yeah, he's there to work as well. Yes, he's there on the job. Is he in on 17-plus for BYU? This is BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops is in the Great Northwest tonight to face the Portland Pilots. Listen to the game on BYU Radio. Pre-game coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Tip-off. Is it 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific? We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play alongside Jason Shepard, who still awaits his fate as the trade deadline approaches. I am Spencer Linton. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, who joins us from the Pacific Northwest. Greg, welcome to the show. I'm assuming that the weather in Portland is a little bit better than the snow blizzardy conditions in Provo. Yeah, the snow there is rain here, however. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, it, I guess you could say it's a, it's a typical winter day in Portland. <laughs> Greg, Jason, and I were just talking during the break, and we want to know what are you getting us at the Nike employee store? Because Jason's a large, and I'm a medium. You know, this is this is one of the few times up here I'm not making the trip. So you tell us yep. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I almost, I'm, I'm literally. It's like the first time I can remember actually that I haven't gone up to the store uh, on a Portland trip, but it's not happening this time. Okay. 
Well, we don't know if you have enough Nike gear as it is. So, <laughs> uh, my wife would tell you I have I have uh, plenty and then some. Yes, <laughs> we've been talking about uh, BYU's NCAA tournament metrics, and according to uh, Bracket Matrix, BYU's in the tournament in all ninety nine brackets, averaging out in an eight point eight five seed. If mm-hmm. In your opinion, where will BYU be? Will they be eight or better or nine or worse when it comes to Selection Sunday? Uh, you know, Spencer, he's got to get in right now. He's got to get in. And, and there's a lot of basketball left to play. And, and even though you're on the bubble, uh, you're still on the bubble. If you're one of those last eight, ten, twelve teams in the at-large pool right now, you're on the bubble because in tournament week, crazy things happen and those at-large spots get picked off one by one. And and, and there's, you know, there are enough landmines left for BYU to where uh, I'm just more focused right now on, on getting in the field, making sure you know, BYU's in a good spot. But, you know, if, if they were to do as they're predicted to do, let, let's just go by the numbers right now, by the probabilities. You know, that, that means you're finishing out uh, these last seven games 6-1 and one, and a good chance of securing the two-seed in Vegas, meaning you only have to play one game before you get to ostensibly Gonzaga in the title game. And so if all those things were to take place, yeah, I think BYU's dancing. Um, but, you know, there's, there's just enough out there, right? Uh, the, the season ender at, at, at Pepperdine, you know, makes me nervous. Uh, BYU's had some scary games there at Firestone Fieldhouse and some not-so-great games at Firestone Fieldhouse. The game against Gonzaga is, is a better opportunity than it, than it is a possibility for damage because if you lose to Gonzaga – you know, everyone's going to forgive that, but what a great chance to get yourself solidly in the field with a win. I recall a few years ago, that's exactly what happened, where a win in Spokane basically put BYU in the dance. They're not in the same spot this year because the metrics are stronger, but that would all but seal it. And then you have this, these next two weeks of games, and, and three of the four games are games you absolutely have to win, right, because they're all sub-200 teams in net and Ken Palm. They're on the road, mind you, but you know, you've got to beat LMU, San Diego, Portland. The USF game this Saturday then becomes, you know, the, the, the other real landmine there. They just beat you at their place less than, you know, two weeks ago. It's a really good basketball team. And, and, and BYU's, you know, not in, in peak condition right now health-wise because Jake Toulson's limping around. So there's a lot left to be done. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, so um, intent on, on BYU solidifying a spot once you get there. It would be great. Uh, to be a single-digit seed, uh, it'll be also great to avoid Dayton, if at all possible. Um, and and those things are all under BYU's control. I think it's a great setup, guys. I'm so stoked for this because everything's in front of them. Everything's right there for them. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, really, it's all there. Uh, they've they they have no losses, uh, you know, outside the net top 100. No real bad losses on the resume. Uh, the losses they do have, you know, they come on the road. They come in overtime. They come in close games. I go back to a stat I tweeted a few days ago, guys. You know, they've played 24 games. They've been out of two of them. Literally, they've been out of two games. That's, that's remarkable to me. Considering the personnel turnover and, and not having Gavin and dealing with Yoli in and out and, and being banged up here and there, to play 24 games and have a legitimate chance in the final minute to win 22 of them and having won 17, that's tremendous. I mean, Kansas and Gonzaga are the only two teams to have gotten you, like really gotten you. We're talking about teams in the top five. That's forgivable. Everything is there for BYU. The numbers are there. It's all solid. It all looks so good. Just got to go get some wins. One of the things that's made this season so much fun to watch and to be a part of 
is you've you've had BYU getting big wins. You've had BYU involved in exciting wins, and it just so happened that the win over St. Mary's was both. It was a big win, and it was exciting. Where does the win over the Gales rank in terms of the best wins of the season? Well, you know, by, by the numbers, it's number two, right? And 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 Houston being just ahead of it, um, and I, you know, not 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 so ironically, it, it's T.J. Haas winning both yeah. with almost last second shots. And so at Houston, because it was on the road, right, it naturally is valued a little bit higher because of where it happened. And Houston's gone on, you know, to play well, and that win holds up pretty well. But in terms of the timing, right, uh, when it happens in February in front of 15,000 fans uh, in a chase to, to, to stay in the high seed hunt with March Madness on the line, the way it came, the drama, the storybook component of it, I mean, I, I've got to say biggest win of the year for BYU. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've been talking about Jake Toulson and his status for the game and for the approaching games. Assuming he's not going to play tonight or against San Francisco, Greg, who are the guys that need to step up? Well, yeah, with Jake, you know, it's probably 50-50 right now whether he gives it a go or not tonight. Uh, he's, 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 not just, uh, he's not just sitting around. He's, you know, he's trying to get better is what he's trying to do. Uh, but it's such a huge two weeks for BYU, well, huge three weeks, obviously, uh, and four if you want to take it all the way to Vegas coming up. And you, you, you want the guys to be as, as, as healthy as possible. And, and yet, you know, Jake Toulson showed us all we need to know about his, um, his spirit of competition on Saturday. I mean, it's not that he limped off the court, guys. He, he swung a leg off the court. Like, he was putting no weight on that right leg. And then to come back in 10 minutes later in clock time and end up playing 36 and, and not show a real noticeable limp in game. Now, you know that, you know, it, it's adrenaline and it's, I'm going to do it for the team and it's, I'm going to put this pain out of my mind. But you know, you know, that the cost of 36 minutes is what he's feeling this week, right? But, but how inspirational is that for, for this, you know, to see? I mean, the, the, the place was silent. And you're thinking, well, how many games is this going to be? Because it looked that bad. And then to have him come back and do it, he didn't have a great scoring night, didn't have a great shooting night. Uh, but, man, the block shots he had, the fact that he was able to sprint into that huddle and get those guys fired up meant so much to this team. Uh, I mean, just you know, the respect for Jake Toulson uh, already there. Uh, goes up even exponentially after Saturday. So, yeah, whether he's able to go or not tonight, we'll, we'll find out, uh, you know, soon enough, and, and we'll certainly get the latest from Mark Pope in our pregame conversation tonight uh, in the hour leading up to tip. But if, if he can't go, let's just say, uh, let, let's say tonight's the night that he's not able to go, well, you, you immediately turn to, to Connor Harding and Zach Selyus. Uh, Zach is playing a little bigger this year, so, you know, Connor's the more likely look right there. And, and Connor's not, you know, necessarily 100% either right now. He's, he's had food poisoning this week, and so he's just getting back into the swing of things. So one of those nights, guys, but we've seen it before, right? I mean, when you had all those games without uh, Yoli Childs and then even losing Trevin once he was getting into the rotation a bit more and shooting well and defending, uh, you know, it, 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 it's time to, to rally as a group and let the team be the star. And uh, that's what I look for tonight. BYU, even with Jake Toulson's status up in the air, still a 17-point favorite on the road tonight. We know Portland has struggled, uh, and their seven-game losing streak actually started with the loss to BYU. Right. When you when you look at this game tonight, how how do you determine success? Because obviously this is a game BYU has to have. You're not going to get any credit for beating Portland because of the, the shape that they're in for the most part. How, how do you gauge success in a game like this? It's a weird team, Portland, in that they opened the season 7-1, and one, right? And when they came to BYU, they had just uh, played two games in league 
The first one, they led Gonzaga by seven at halftime and lost. Then they beat USF right before coming into BYU. So when they got Portland the first time, you're thinking, wow, this, you know, this might be a, uh, an, an upper-tier team, maybe a chance to, to jump out of the bottom, you know, you know, the, the bottom tier and maybe put themselves middle of the pack in this league, but they've not won a game since that USF contest. So you, know, you thought one thing about Portland early. You thought one thing about them early in the conference campaign. Now they kind of look like Portland again. You can't hide this fact, Shep. And I tweeted this out a couple of days ago, too, but – you know, of their last 33 games against conference opponents, they've lost 32. Wow. So, you know, you cannot lose this game, right? There's no way you can – you absolutely cannot let it happen. Um, that's who Portland's been for quite a while now. I mean, we're talking about multiple seasons here. And ironically, the one win is against a pretty good USF team right before they came into BYU. So, um, all of that said, uh, I want to see BYU, you know, get on the gas and stay on it and, and, and keep the numbers good, keep the numbers strong, right? Because it's not just about the win, it's about how, how you look in getting the win. And they've got this remarkable string going, guys, right? That's seven straight games at 50% or better from the field, and that hasn't happened in almost 30 years. And, and the BYU record all time for a single season is nine. And so if they were to have a good shooting weekend, we're talking about, you know, historical shooting here at BYU. Um, so, yeah, play well, uh, win big, um, get well health-wise, and uh, get ready, you know, for the weekend. It's first things first, and USF can't be talked about quite yet. But uh, you just have to take care of this one, right? You, I think they've won, what, seven, eight straight against Portland overall. They play well in the Child Center. Uh, you know, they've lost seven in a row. They won't have a ton of fans. BYU will draw well. Has to be a night BYU takes care of business. And it's interesting, too, that that BYU game we talked about in, in Provo that Portland lost. They scored 70 in that game. BYU won 96 to 70, right? And they've not scored 70 in a game since. So it's just it's been it's been a rough patch and and not and it's it's health too. Uh, Terry Porter's team has just been decimated by injuries. So many different starting lineups, uh, guys in and out. They're not well health wise, and so yeah, again one of those nights where you just got to go in, do your job. Greg, we wish you a great call tonight in the Pacific Northwest. Stay dry, and if you change your mind about going to the Nike Employee Store, be sure and let us know. <laughs> Right, and I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping Jason makes it through a, a trade deadline day and still with us tomorrow. <laughs> yes, we're all our fingers are all crossed, Greg. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Okay, thanks, guys. See you. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how again. Game time tonight, ten Eastern, seven Pacific. Pre-game starts an hour before uh, tip-off. Yeah, and if I get traded, Greg may have to jump on the air about an hour before. Who knows? I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Not going anywhere. Coming up, men's volleyball's Will Stanley. Who would win an actual fight between a Cougar and a Bruin? Oh, boy. Okay, we're not going to ask him that, but he will join us, and we'll talk <laughs> BYU versus UCLA. And did the BYU softball team open the season with a win this morning in Puerto Vallarta? This is BYU Sports Nation. The BYU gymnastics team hosts Sacramento State tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch all the hits and sticks on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. The 16th ranked BYU women's gymnastics team. Go Cougars! It's been good. It's been really good. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, and make it great. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Men's hoops on the road at Portland tonight. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. I will have pregame coverage for you beginning at 
8 p.m. or excuse me, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that's not correct. <laughs> I'm not going to be on the air that early. I promise you. This is why you're going to get traded. Yes, this is why I'm getting traded. All right. The game tips at 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Pre-game coverage beginning one hour before. Yes. 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 By the way, BYU currently tied second in the conference with St. Mary's. Okay. Nine Eastern, six Pacific. Thank you. Is what you were yes, I'm not for. jumping on the air that early. I'm not. Volleyball. Second ranked BYU undefeated or number one ranked if you want the media poll. Taking on number seven UCLA tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse. Always a fun rivalry. The Cougars 10-0. and Bruins 5-3. and Watch it live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific with Jerem Jordan and Steve Vale on the call. Softball. Lucky them, BYU softball in Puerto Vallarta opening up the 2020 campaign today. Cougars playing a doubleheader against George Washington and Nevada. Right now heading to the bottom of the seventh, BYU and G-Dub scoreless. Ooh, okay. Baseball. BYU baseball picked to finish second behind Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference preseason poll. BYU picked to finish sixth in the BYU Sports Nation WCC preseason win it all. Yes, typically that's good things. Outfielder Mitch McIntyre and pitcher Easton Walker earning preseason all WCC marks. BYU opens the season next Friday against Gonzaga, but in a non-conference situation in Surprise, Arizona. Yes. And you should be there, right? Yes, surprise! Arizona, I will be in Surprise, Arizona. Yes. Jimmer! Fredette scores 11 points in a 78-73 Panathinaikos loss to Sarvina Zvezda. (laughs) In EuroLeague play. Why do you give me these? Honestly. Why? Can we just say they won? Swimming and diving. Divers from BYU compete in the Air Force Invitational today through Saturday in Colorado Springs. Cougars in pro hoops. Brandon Davies had five points in a 77-76 FC Barcelona win over Valencia. And Elijah Bryant leading all scorers with 21 in an 80-77 Maccabi Tel Aviv win over Kim Key in EuroLeague play yesterday. He had six rebounds and four assists as well. You get Kim Key, and I get <laughs> Zervina Zvezda. <laughs> well, we'll trade it fairly in the future, okay? All right. Our question of the day, back to BYU football. What are your expectations for the graduate transfer running back from Utah, Devontae Henry Cole? Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, our and one picks. I trail in points, but I'm really ahead. We'll explain. Your Chiefs won a Super Bowl. What I'm saying. So, really, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying. Plus, Will Stanley, star for undefeated BYU men's volleyball, joins us next. Why BYU is ready for the rivalry tonight. And and who would win a, a fight between a Cougar and a Bear? That was more of a legitimate question than we realized. Yes. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch tonight as our next guest, Will Stanley, leads the second-ranked BYU Cougars as they host the seventh-ranked UCLA Bruins at the Smith Fieldhouse. Coverage begins 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Joining us now in Studio B is the aforementioned Will Stanley, straight out of Punahou High School, Hawaii, represent, man, and and you're at BYU. Why are we so lucky to pull another great volleyball star from the islands to BYU? You know, Punahou High School has just kind of been this this breeding ground for volleyball players, and I think a bunch of people who followed, I mean, you have the Crab Brothers who are playing beach volleyball. I mean, there's just this kind of lineage of players that go to Punahou and come out, and I mean, Kanai, who's also at BYU, is a Punahou kid. Ryan Wilcox, who's at Santa Barbara, that we just played against, you know, they're all Punahou kids. And I feel like just this 
there's just connection. You know, you say you go to Punahou and you play volleyball, and there's always somebody that knows, oh, Punahou. Like, and there are people not even from Hawaii. So I think just kind of this national powerhouse that Punahou's kind of become as the volleyball school to go to in Hawaii has made, I mean, a huge impact on people coming to college and playing D1 volleyball. Because I feel like every year they have two or three guys that come out and play either in a D1 school on the West Coast or they go to a Conference Carolina and play out there. So, I mean, I think they do a great job out there. I mean, they have great resources. And Rick Toon, who's the head coach out there, really knows a lot of the college coaches and kind of gets you into the loop with people. And they have coaches coming to practice. So, I mean, it's kind of easy for us to get that exposure. We're in such a small island. It's kind of hard to get. So, Punahou helps a lot with that and just giving us everything that we need to get kind of go where we want to be in college. So why Sean Olmstead and BYU for you, given that uh, lineage and, and options for you? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of it was Sean. A lot of it was kind of BYU's volleyball, you know, prominence, but also the fact that when I was here, Jalen was recruiting me and Jalen being, I mean, a Kamehameha kid, which is our, our rival high school, but just being a Hawaii kid who's been here and played volleyball in Provo, you know, and had that experience. And for him to come and recruit me and, you know, tell me, hey, everything's, you know, nothing's going to change when you come to Provo. There's a big family aspect here. And, I mean, there's a bunch of kids from Hawaii that come here and play football and, you know, do that. And, I mean, I knew a few people coming here in my freshman year. So, I mean, that kind of Hawaii tie, I think, is what really brought me here. It was just the fact that I, I knew I could come here. Alohi was on the women's team at the time in Kiani. So, you know, there are a lot of people that I knew already and just – it kind of felt comfortable for me to come here and just, you know, and it's hard to deny BYU when you're one of the top teams in the country <laughs> and they're saying, hey, we want you to come to BYU. Like, it's one of those things where it's, it's hard to say, no, I'm, I'm all right. So I think, you know, and then coming on my visit and doing all that and with Sean and Luca and Jay just being so, you know, so welcoming to me, it was it was a pretty easy decision, I think. All right. So, well, let's not bury the lead here. I made a joke as a tease uh, a few minutes ago, like, hey, who would win an actual fight between a Cougar and a Bruin? And it was all a joke. And then when you came in the studio, we were having a conversation. That's not a crazy question. You guys as a team have been having a similar conversation apparently for a while. Will you enlighten everybody? Yeah, it was, it's funny. We were. It was something that I had someone brought up to me a while ago over the summer, and I had been thinking about it. And one day I just kind of brought it up. We were like, I think we're up for weights, and I was like, "Hey guys, who, who do you think will win in a in a fight, a gorilla or a bear?" And I feel like there's a lot of people on the bear side, but for me, I'm I'm on the gorilla side, and I think that's I'm very few people that say gorilla, but I mean. It, it, we've been having this discussion for a little bit. So. You said like five months you guys yeah. have been having this discussion. It's been, a, it's been a long discussion. You know, it goes on and off. It wavers. But, I mean, I, I can't let go of the fact that I think a gorilla is going to win. I think most of the people on my team think it's a bear, and I'm never going to let that go, and I'm going to keep bringing it up until I convince everybody that. I think we gorilla. need an impromptu BYU Sports Nation poll This on needs Twitter. to be an Insta poll. Yes, without <laughs> question. It's fantastic. Will Stanley, setter for BYU men's volleyball with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you look at the rank rankings number one in the media poll this week number two in the coaches poll you just beat a really good Santa Barbara team twice five set thriller um, what, do you, what do you think about all of these mid-season rankings how do you handle that as a player you know I mean Sean brings it up a lot about just kind of saying you know like it's just these different rankings they don't really mean too much I mean they do but in reality we want to be playing in May and that's when the national tournament is and that's that's the biggest goal so I mean coming into the season we we knew we were going to be you know one two three kind of team but we didn't know where and Sean you know Sean always says he has a slogan and it's just nobody cares work harder and I think that's kind of what we've lived by all year it's just (laughs) it doesn't matter if we're one we're two or we're three we're still trying to work harder and get better to where we're going to be the best team in the country in May and I think 
the polls, I mean, we don't focus too much on it. We try not to. I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting debate seeing other people talk about who's better, us or Hawaii. But I think, I mean, Hawaii hasn't lost. They're a great team. And I think there's no reason for them not to be number one. But, I mean, at this point, it's just, you know, how are we going to get better? How can we be the best team we can be and be ready to go when we're trying to get a national championship in May? Nobody cares. Yeah. Work harder. I harder. like that. Yeah. How do things change? Is, is there mentally do things change for you guys now that conference play begins? Or is it, is it nothing really changes because you, you want to play at that same level regardless? You know, we do. We want to play the same level. And, I mean, conference play is always different because teams are coming in and they've had their preseason games. And, you know, the NPSF is – a pretty good conference all around and like guys want to beat each other and it's especially in conference for some reason I feel like every team plays better once they get in the conference because they know that now these games matter because now you get in the conference play you get in the NPSF tournament and you get that automatic bid in April so I mean we know teams are going to come in and we have a target on our back being the number two team in the country and kind of the team to be right now that every team's going to come in and give us their best shot so we need to try and be our best and focus on ourselves so that when we're getting into these games against the UCLA or Pepperdine we're not too focused on the future and it's just we have this huge target on our back, I think, right now, and every team's going to come in, give us their best shot, mix things around, do what they can to get us off balance, and, I mean, we just have to focus on our side of the court. Setter Will Stanley on BYU Sports Nation. BYU taking on UCLA tonight, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV with Jerem Jordan and Steve Vale on the call. You talk about having that target on your back. Your family is a family that understands playing high-level volleyball with pressure. Your dad played the 1968 Olympics. Your brother Clay played in three separate Olympics, I believe. What have they taught you and on how to handle that pressure of being the team with the target on the back? You know, it's, I mean, it's funny. Like they, I've known my, my brother and my dad have played in these big games before, but in, in reality, they don't, they're more supportive just as a, you know, hey, like it's next game. They don't really give you, you know, my tips and trips. And when I was in, when I went to the Olympics and watched my brother play, I was fortunate enough to go to all three of them and watch him play. And I mean, just kind of being there. And I think his biggest thing was just playing his game, you know, not letting, not letting other teams dictate what you want to do. And just, you know, don't, it's every game's a game. You know, it's, it's, you're doing, getting better every game and trying to do what you can. There's no real, you know, we're not going to change something because we're the team to beat now. We're going to just do our stuff, play our game. And, you know, we'll, the wind come out sometimes and sometimes they don't, but it's just making sure we can do what we need to do. BYU versus UCLA, they're always fun. What is, what is a Cougar Bruin match like to be involved in? You know, I missed this one last year because I was hurt when they came to Provo. And that was, I told everybody else I'd give my other leg just to play in that game. Oh, you know, man. I mean, BYU-UCLA has probably been a rivalry since we started our men's program here. And I think it's been a game where, especially when they come to Provo, and we know that we're going to get a big crowd. We're going to get their best effort because they want to come here. And they have, I know, I forgot, I was like, they haven't been us since 2005 in the field house. So I think... In sports, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite rivalries to be a part of just because I get to be in there and, you know, the fans are cheering extra loud. UCLA is playing extra good just because they want to beat us and we want to beat them. And I feel like it's something you don't get with a lot of teams. So I think just being able to have a rivalry like that and play them every year in the field house is something that's pretty special. Yeah, in the words of the great Carl McGowan, and I paraphrase, it, it's always okay to hate UCLA no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Luca, I think Luca, before he left, made sure to know that he always hated UCLA from the day he got here <laughs> till the day he left coaching, and he, he instilled that on all of us. It's just, you know, it's not, I mean, it's funny because like a lot of the guys, like Austin, he's from Hawaii. I played with him for most of, you know, in high school, I played with him club. I played against him in high school, and 
you don't want to hate these guys. Like I love these guys, but like just the fact that they go to UCLA, it's mm-hmm. kind of this thing, and you know, you're like, ah, I can't, I can't socialize with these guys while we're in season, you know. Oh, I get it. All right, Will, uh, we appreciate you coming. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma tonight Perfect. for the UCLA match. Thank you. Um, you can share it with Jerem and Steve over at the broadcast table if you'd like as well. Will do. Has Will signed our new flag? Um, I don't think Have you signed our new one? No, I haven't. Here we go. We would love for you to sign the flag. Sign it anywhere you would like. All right, Will Stanley. Outstanding senior setter for BYU men's volleyball. The Cougars still unbeaten, looking to stay that way against UCLA tonight on BYU TV. Coming up, preseason baseball honors highlight my rise and shout out. Oh, surprise, surprise, Jason. You went the <laughs> baseball route. Plus, and one picks after Jason's Super Bowl win. This is the best week ever for you as long as you don't get traded today. Not getting traded. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. As a friendly reminder here in Studio B, you can always subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. show is also available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. That is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. We do have some breaking news of sorts. Congratulations to BYU softball. They opened the season with a one to nothing win against George Washington that's a solid victory. G-Dub has a great program. BYU got a game-winning RBI single from freshman Hunter Ava scoring Marissa Chavez. The Cougars will face Nevada later today in Puerto Vallarta. There's only th- one thing better than being in Puerto Vallarta in February. Winning. And that's winning. <laughs> winning, yes. Our and one picks now. Let's do it. Picks, predictions, and one. On BYU Sports Nation. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Going into tonight's game, Jerem Jordan has a 31-29 lead over yours truly. Jason, you've got one major victory after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It trumps all the other scores. Yes. Yes, it does. All right. Jerem's picks first. Would you like to uh, present these? Yes, I will present Jerem's picks. First pick, BYU by 17+. plus. And what? Really? Come on. <laughs> Alex Barcelo scores 12 plus. Okay. Those are Jerem's picks. Yeah, Jerem's all in on the uh, non curse of 17 plus. Yes, he is. Yeah, he wants to push the envelope uh, <laughs> or envelope, depending on how you say it. Okay. My two pointer, Connor Harding, in an increased role tonight because Jake Toulson, I don't think, is going to play or not. If he does, he won't play as much. We'll score 10 plus points. And one. TJ Haas will have five or more assists. Now, the thing with Connor is he's only averaging 6.2 a game this season, Jason. So I'm thinking he's going to step up. And TJ Haas averages right at five assists. Has not been the distributor as of late. He's been more of a scorer. I think he goes back to more of a distributor role tonight. Five plus assists. Okay, your picks. My first pick. BYU will have two players not named Yoli, TJ, or Jake scoring in double figures. Okay. You won. BYU will not be cursed by the curse of the 17 plus. So that means that you're with Jerem. They're going to win by 17 or more. Yes. Okay. They will not be cursed. They will not be cursed by the supposed curse of 17 plus. <laughs> Why not? I won the Super Bowl this week. Did you get that? All right. I personally didn't, but I feel like I did. That's true. Yeah. Well, you lost five in a row as a jazz fan then as well, too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How'd we lose last night? Seriously. Our question of the day. What are your expectations for BYU senior graduate transfer running back 
Devontae Henry Cole in 2020 at CL underscore living on Twitter says, I expect a Studio B interview for Karma before a game at Utah on September 3rd. Then again afterwards to celebrate an outstanding win. Oh, man. I like that. Can you, can you wrap your head around ending a nine-game losing streak to Utah? Why? Why? Look. Today feels like a, a good day for a countdown. We're not going to do it. No. We're not going to do it. No. But today would have been a really good day for a countdown. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Pat O'Donnell 80 says, make the Utes feel the loss on September 3rd. Now, that would be quite the interesting turn or twist in fate is that if BYU got Utah's running back and that was what pushed BYU over the hump. Utah's running back, and then the quarterback used to be a Utah fan. I don't know if anybody's heard that story before. Uh, th- those are the two that beat Utah. About- oh, man. Okay. Again, I don't know if you've heard that story. Uh, <laughs> did you know that Ziggy Ansah didn't know how to put on football pads? What? When he Why came has to this BYU? not been discussed? <laughs> uh, a tweet in from Run DHC from at Devonta Henry Cole. He says, does... Dozens of people followed me, and dozens of people unfollowed me. Automatically checked by flowers.com. <laughs> nice. I love the auto-tweets. Love it. I'm guessing those dozens of people that followed him are BYU fans, and dozens of people that unfollowed him are Utah fans. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a pretty safe bet on that uh, <laughs> prediction there. Hey, today's rise and shout-outs. Jason, you're up first. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with baseball. Yesterday, uh, the preseason poll came out. BYU picked to finish second behind Gonzaga. Uh, but I'm going to give out my, my uh, rise and shout-out to Mitch McIntyre and Easton Walker uh, were the two BYU Cougars who were honored with all pre, preseason WCC. So okay. congratulations to it. them. I love it. Okay, my rise and shout-out goes to one Yoli Childs who was featured in an article uh, from a publication produced by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to Church News. I'm just so impressed with how he represents himself yeah. and the church, his story, his conversion. Yoli Childs is a good man. And he's a good husband, and it's fun to watch uh, him uh, kind of flourish in all aspects of life, whether it be within his marriage or on the floor. Um, Yoli Childs, and what a difference he's made coming back to BYU basketball. Even with the nine-game suspension and the finger injury, he just it's so nice to have him in the fold. He wanted to do something special. He's in the midst of it right now. Yeah, there, there is his injuries, everything that's happened does not take away from what he means to this team on the court and off without question. Our thanks to today's guest, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel and senior center for BYU men's volleyball, Will Stanley. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason Shepard, who I think will be with us tomorrow, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Gordon Eakin and BYU softball for opening the season with the win in Mexico. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Station and tonight for volleyball. Go Cougs.